Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, my friend, Alex. And we are here to talk Giants football and give our first, for the 2022 season, 53-man roster prediction. Um, I don't think, like, in the past we've done, like, multiple ones. I think we've just done the prediction before the 53-man roster comes out, like, the week before. But we might do a few here. Uh, leading up to the season, something fun uh, to definitely look forward to here during these points in the off season. Yes, we did skip last week. We took a little bit of a break. There wasn't much news besides OTAs happening. Um, you know, we were both busy, still in school. Although we do have sort of like uh, you know, you you hear the term senioritis. Well, junioritis is also very much a thing as well. Um, and I think we're definitely experiencing that right now. As much as we don't want to do the work, there is still work being assigned as well as these tests and quizzes so it is not fun but um yeah it it is what it is but we're back and we didn't miss much and we'll catch you up on everything but first let's talk about us a little bit alex i'll start with you how are you doing i'm good it's been uh i mean as you mentioned it's been a stressful few months now for us but uh it's slowly coming to the end summer's coming here soon it's like 96 degrees outside today, so... Very hot if Jersey if day. If you're in Jersey, then you understand, but if you're not, I'm sure if you're in surrounding areas, you probably also understand. I can't imagine it's just hot here. Um, but yeah, it was sweltering today, and our school doesn't have air conditioning, really, mm. so it's a fun one. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk Giants football. It's kind of like that dead period here from now until early July-ish, um, maybe mid-July, and, uh, you know, we're going to have some fun, talk some Giants, talk whatever. It'll be fun. I don't know. I'm excited. This is, you know, as much as it's kind of like a, a downtime, it's also kind of a fun time. That's how I look at it. That's how I'm trying to make it seem better for myself. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with you. I think it's kind of fun. We're able to give ourselves, you know, give our thoughts. We're able to kind of do this a little experiment, I guess you can say, by trying to figure it out ourselves, how this 53-man roster to this point would look just through uh, our first sets of OTAs, and as we're recording this, you know, on Tuesday, May thirty first in the afternoon, the team we have set, I would say, looks pretty good. I I, I like it. Um, you know, obviously there's some tweaks that could definitely happen here and there. Some signings can be happening anytime, as well as trades. But for the team that we got, no, it's not a playoff contender, but. It's, it's a work in progress, and that's why Joe Shane, Brian Dayball, and all of these guys in the front office, as well as the coaching staff, that's what they're here to do. They're here to, to, to be part of a work in progress type of team, um, and that is what they will kind of be, hand, you know, be working with. And let's start out with what they're working with at OTAs. They just wrapped up. I wrote, like, I put a few bullet points in our outline here about, like, stuff that stood out to me. If you really want those in-depth lists, then go to Giants.com. They definitely have them for you every single day. Oh, uh, you know, Sterling Shepard ran a two-yard go route and scored a touchdown. Daniel Jones threw an absolute bomb with no defense. Um, There was a really nice catch by rookie wide receiver Wandale Robinson, Alex. I don't know if you saw that. If you look at Daniel Jones' ball, it was actually very much underthrown. So that's something to keep also an eye cons- on there. Also concerned that Aaron Robinson is getting mossed by a guy who's what five eight. <laughs> that's that's another thing too. I mean, it could just show the skill of Wandell Robinson, but yeah, I mean, definitely something to write down there. Um, another thing being that 
I don't know if you know around the NFL, there's Tua Tungavailoa through his pass to Tyreek Hill. That was also underthrown. The cheetah, is it too fast for Tua? Why would you get him a deep ball threat when he can only underthrow things? Tua turned the ball over. Sorry, I can't help myself. That's I'm really what, sorry. That there was no. I was. I thought you. There was no need for that. Like no. To say to I just. I, 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 was, I. was. It was. It was leaking out of me. I couldn't help myself. Sorry. Continue. Well, what I was gonna say that actually, like you know, goes with the podcast and makes sense is that you know, with that, there's all the speculation coming in uh, to things in the NFL, and when you have these OTAs, these voluntary mini camps. There's all all of the rumors start to start start to speculate, and that was a big one. Like, oh my gosh, Tua is not going to be able to handle this. And then you see this with Daniel Jones. Now he's under throwing wide receivers. You know, people are saying, did anyone look at the ball? Yeah, great catch, but like that ball was underthrown. You also have stuff going on with Lamar Jackson. I saw um, there was a whole thing with him arguing with uh, Chris Sims, I think, on Twitter, or maybe Chris Sims said something on Pro Football Talk, and uh, Jackson clapped back. Basically, he was saying. Um, it was something about like Lamar Jackson's idol or goat was Tom Brady. Tom Brady never skipped out on the rookie mini camps or the OTAs and Lamar Jackson is what, what does that say about his character? Lamar basically teeter back responds like I'm doing it. I want, I'm getting my work done here. No need to comment on me. Focus on yourself or something like that. Um, so that was another thing that I read there. Anyway, back to Giants related stuff. Um, there is at least 15 players that had red practice jerseys, meaning non-contact, meaning recovering from an injury. One of them being Giants wide receiver Kadarius Tony recovering from a minor knee surgery. Uh, that was per report from Pat Leonard. And uh, a little ironic there, right? Yes, because um, obviously he broke the Kadarius. <laughs> okay, yes, sorry. he broke the Kadarius Tony news, talking about how he was uh, going to get traded before the draft. Is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, I know. And I know when he posted that, people were losing their minds. So. It was also a TikTok. I believe it was in TikTok well, yeah. form as well, right? It was a link to his TikTok to grow the following, I'm sure. Yeah. No comment. Continue. Yeah. Um, a lot of no comments from Alex at this point in the episode. It, a big thing to note, though, is that um, seeing both Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, two guys coming into last season that were very big on the sheet written down in the depth chart. Not very big with actual game experience, game time, and big plays. Uh, Tony, the first round pick, picked 20 for the New York Giants in the 2021 NFL Draft. Did not do much at all due to injuries throughout the season. Same thing for big name signing Kenny Galladay. And seeing both of those guys in the red injury recovery jerseys, Sort of not the site you want to see. You want them doing drills, and I know they still did stuff on the side. I know there was Steve Smith, and we we'll talk about later, came uh, to Giants, uh, the OTAs for a day, and helped and talked to Kadarius Tony for a bit, as I'm sure he did uh, Kenny Galladay, excuse me, if he was there. But, yeah, it's just not a good thing to see your two top, probably, probably, yeah, two top wide receivers having uh, red jerseys on at OTAs. I'm not super concerned yet if they have them on at training camp. I'll be more concerned if they have them on on the practice field during the week at practices when we're in season, then I'll be concerned. But right now, my concern is limited. It's it's heightened, but it's not it's not out fully, if that makes any sense. But yeah, I'm not super concerned yet. It's too early to get concerned, Josh. You can't get worried this early. Okay, you know, we have all season for that. We don't need to get worried yet. Um uh, Pro Football Talks Chris Sims ranked Daniel Jones as his QB number twenty-one in the NFL. So, yay! I don't. 
I don't know. I mean, I mean we fun mentioned one there. Sims earlier with uh, yeah, Lamar another Jackson. One. Yeah, I don't think he has Lamar Jackson as his top 10 QBs. <laughs> he um, might. Who knows? who knows? He might, though. Who knows? But I don't think he has him top five. Let's just say that. Uh, Chad Reuter named Dane Belton on his NFL.com rookie watch list. So that's like for the first-year players selected in rounds four through seven. He chose 12 different ones. And he said that Belton could get extended playing time in 2022, ranking him number five on that list. And, um, you know, exciting stuff there. I think Dane Belton, we, you know, we'll get to it in our, uh, 53 man roster in a few minutes, but you look at our safety room after Julian Love and after Xavier McKinney, it's pretty, it's pretty weak, right? Even last year, Julian Love didn't even start at safety, right? And he might not even been the third option. He was probably the fourth option behind McKinney, Ryan Love, uh, Ryan Peppers, uh, those three guys, and that, and then he was the fourth guy. But in this case, he's the number two guy behind McKinney. Uh, so it's certainly interesting here, and I think Dane Belton kind of comes in as the favorite to be the number three guy with the potential to be number two if he can outdo Julian Love. But obviously, that's a lot for someone in their rookie season. So I, I agree with I agree with Chad Reuter here, and I think Dane Belton could have a very big season, or at least an impactful one in terms of playing time. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And with that being said, we can go over to the few bullet points that I wrote down here. Uh, talking about this Giants OTA experience, we start out with the offensive line. This is going to be another talking point. I know we're going to keep on alluding to it until we get to it. The 53-man roster coming up in a couple minutes. Offensive lineman Nick Gates, his progress. Uh, Brian Dable, the head coach of the New York Giants, said, he had a tough injury, but he's done a good job with his rehab. Probably still a, bit, a little bit of a ways ahead. A little bit a ways away. <laughs> uh, I'd say him and Matt Paert, they're rehabbing every single day. Getting better each day, so we'll see where they're at. Obviously, saying um, a little bit ahead and a little bit away, two very different things, and I apologize for my little messing up of quotes there, as, uh, as Alex knows and as... Uh, loyal listeners know I'm not the best with those, um, but that's something to definitely note. Nick Gates and Matt Parrott maybe looking towards the season injury report pup list. We'll have to wait and see, but a uh, little bit of ways away. You know, you have to interpret that quote the quote the way you want to. If that's two months for you and they'll be back by training camp, that's two months. If that's a little bit away, like he's not saying much, but that could be mid November. You never know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I'll take this other one, Alex, and then you can continue from there. The offensive coordinator of the Giants, Mike Kafka, he also met with the media, talked about how he's calling plays for the quarterbacks at this very moment. That would be Daniel Jones and the new backup for the Giants, Tyrod Taylor, as well as that Buffalo Bills edition, Davis Webb, um, you know, getting calls. I think they're the only three QBs on the 90-man roster, if I'm correct. Uh, and then, so he's calling uh, plays there. And there is a whole thing with calling plays, right? When they when Kafka first got here, would it be Dable or would it be him calling plays? Did we? I feel like we did get the conclusion to that. Wasn't it going to be Kafka calling plays? I, we didn't know yet, right? We we still don't we know. Still don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's the ongoing saga. It's very exciting. I think we both made it clear that we wanted Dable to call the plays, but uh, you know, I, obviously not our decision because we are just people on a podcast talking about the Giants. So. Uh, we don't really have any influence, unfortunately, in that front. Um, Darnay Holmes has been very successful so far during OTAs. He had several pass breakups during 11-on-11s. 
including two on deep balls. Uh, and the offense committed no turnovers for the second straight practice, which I guess is a positive there. But Holmes was the closest to getting a pick when he got his hands on a ball in the end zone uh, and nearly came down with that interception. So good for Darnay Holmes, obviously, with Cordell Flock coming in. Aaron Robinson still there. Uh, Julian Love, always a threat at the slot corner position as well. Not a threat, but a, a competition. Uh, you know, Darnay Holmes is going to have to fight for that spot. Always been a fan of Darnay Holmes. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this season. Hopefully he can really step up here in his third year. All right. Finally here, or not finally here at all, but finally before we get to some of the like bigger, more impactful news that might impact the everyday Giants fan, Steve Smith Jr., Josh, you want to explain what happened here? I'm like not really that upset about it, but I know a lot of Giants fans are upset about it. Josh is kind of frustrated about it. I know he was complaining about it earlier. Steve um, Smith Sr., I think. Steve Smith Sr., Jr., whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, anyway. He, he kind of joined the Giants coaching staff, but then didn't. Yeah, I, I think this should piss you off a little bit more than it does. Um, he literally came out with this tweet, and I mean, I could just play the clip right now. I have it going. Um, but on Twitter, literally said, breaking news. I'm officially joining the Giants coaching staff, coming straight from the source himself. No need to hear it from Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport. Funny, he tagged Schefter, and then I believe in the video, he's like Adam Scheffner. It doesn't even say his name correctly. And then he says, hashtag together blue, which leads... That's like the Giants hashtag. And he's he so here's the video. I'll play the video. Here we go. This is uh Steve Smith, obviously. Guess what, folks? I hate to break it to you, but it's official. Agent 89 now is part of the coaching staff for the New York Giants. Sorry. Just wanted to let you know. Breaking news myself. Rap sheet, Adam Scheffner, you don't need it. Scoop is At here. least he said sorry. Guess what, folks? <laughs> But, like, why do that? Like, why? Like, you're not funny. That's just, like, an asshole thing. Like, there's no Well, he thought it was funny. Other... But, like, there was no laughing. He didn't even... Okay. I mean, like, there's no April Fool's. There's... Like, you got Giants fans excited because he was a really good receiver Uh, back in his day. I don't want to, like, say that. That was, like, in the early... You know, that was only, what, a decade ago or so? Um... But I don't know. I thought it would be a good guy to add to the room. I believed it, obviously. Why wouldn't you believe it? He's wearing Giants garb there at the facility saying, I'm joining the coaching staff. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that's another thing. So, and then he comes back. This was, let's see how many hours later. So, we did that original tweet with the video at 11.55. Josh is still tracking his movement till this very day. Exactly. Uh, it wasn't that much longer um, after the fact. It was like two hours later. He said, it's May, but I definitely got you like it was April, obviously, you know, referring to like April Fool's. Appreciate the Giants having me for the day. I headed back to Charlotte, um, which is probably where he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, which would make sense because he played for the Panthers. He's um, now going to coach the Hornets. I hear they have an opening. <laughs> Hit him with the jokes today, Alex. Um, I know. I'm so funny. It's really, <laughs> it's really, it's really bad when you only have one co-host because if you're not like really paying attention or you just don't like my jokes, then I'm just sitting here silently. But I know everyone else who's listening is dying hysterically oh, yeah. right now. The yeah. jokes, they hit sometimes. I laugh, but like 0 for 7. Um, sort of like, you know, uh, you know, any Nets player in the playoffs. Uh, but anyway, yeah, don't worry. The, you, that, that one got you a little bit. I heard that. I didn't laugh. Is, I just, I snarled. Mm-hmm. Here's Steve Smith in the video on the way home. <laughs> I got all y'all. 
Listen, Agent 89 is not a coach for the New York Giants. I'm still living in Charlotte doing what we do. But there's just some new things going on. So we're doing things differently. So all you folks that thought that was happening, gotcha. He gotcha. It's not true. I'm heading back to Charlotte right now. He gotcha, Josh. He gotcha. Yeah, he got me, Alex. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a word from Steve Smith uh, Sr. there when it comes to... Lots of fun. Yeah, that that's annoying. Just annoy me a little bit. Uh, the Today, when we're recording this on Tuesday, May 31st, the Giants preseason schedule officially announced or released. We already knew the, the teams, but I guess now we get the dates. August 11th at the Patriots. 7 p.m. Thursday night game, August 21st versus the Bengals, a 7 p.m. Sunday night game. And the day before my birthday, August 28th at the Jets, a 1 p.m. Sunday game. So the MetLife Stadium, that might be where I will be on uh, August 28th, little birthday gift, I assume, in the 1 p.m. game on Sunday. That'll be fun, and then hopefully I can celebrate a MetLife victory, um, as little as that matters because MetLife sucks, but... A MetLife victory, uh, and hopefully carry that into my birthday. And then if we lose the MetLife game, that's a little bit of sadness heading into the birthday. But um, that'll be fun. I'm happy that it's uh, very close to there. Um, And there's your Giants preseason schedule for how much you care about that. I'm riveted. I'm very excited. I don't know. You know, to be honest, we went to what? We went to the Patriots game preseason last year for your birthday. I was a bit underwhelmed with the whole preseason situation last year. I didn't bring. I hadn't been to a preseason game in like four years before that, and uh, it kind of brought you know it just it just what oh so the Giants sucked so that was also part of the problem but uh, I don't know we'll see I, I'm think maybe the Bengals might be fun that's another team that would be see a little bit of uh, Joe Joey Burrow but who knows anyway I'm just going randomly on a random tangent at this point defensive back Jordan Mosley was waived by the Giants per Jordan Ronan. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent rookie from Maryland, uh, and he got injured at the uh, during rookie minicamp, or OTAs were kind of unclear on which one, but one of those two, he was injured, and he has now been waived. And it looks like Daniel Bellinger, now that we're talking about rookies, out of San Diego State, the tight end that we took in the fourth round, has been getting a lot of reps during OTAs, and it looks like he may be in contention for tight end one come September so exciting to see that as well and hopefully he can battle it out in training camp really versatile guy and I'm really excited to see what he can do but uh you know that's pretty much it for our Giants news and now let's get to the exciting part yeah 53 man roster let's talk about it um we have the guys we know the positions I think we can get right into it and honestly start out with the quarterbacks because that's how you do it we got quarterbacks running backs wide receivers to start it out but we'll go slowly. Quarterbacks first. We got three. We're rocking with three. You know, you could do two or three here. We have Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, and Davis Webb. Just what they have right now. Um, I mentioned earlier in the episode about those other guys. But yeah, Daniel Jones, we know that. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option, so this is really his prove-it year. Then you got Tyrod Taylor coming in from free agency. Same thing with Davis Webb. He was signed. A guy from the Buffalo Bills was on the Giants uh, team a few years ago. So uh, Brian Dable knows him. Shane knows him. All the other Buffalo Bills guys that we brought in here know him. Um, and that's why I'm sure he was brought in. That's the quarterbacks we're starting with here. And that's a little stuff I have about them. All right. So now we're going to the running back position. Josh and I kind of 
discussed this one for a while. We weren't sure whether to go with three, whether to go with four. We ended up going with four, but a little bit of a twist at the end. We'll get to it there. Saquon Barkley will be uh, the first running back. Obviously, we all know Saquon. Don't need to talk about him. Matt Breida, the acquisition from the Buffalo Bills uh, in free agency, was at Buffalo, was in San Francisco for a bit. The speedster can do stuff out of the backfield. Had a, quite a few nice games for the Buffalo Bills last season in that three-man rotation, along with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Gary Brightwell, uh, our pick from last year, who will be continuing with us, obviously had a decent impact on special teams, and he's pretty much one of our only mainly focused or mainly special team focused players on this roster. And then another one here, Jeremiah Hall uh, at fullback for the Giants. And we are going to have a fullback. Brian Dable said he wanted to carry a fullback. So we are going to have a fullback and that's going to be Jeremiah Hall. He can also play a little bit of tight end, which we'll get to later. Um, And, you know, I think overall he is a, a, a nice chess piece to move around on this offense. Yeah, I mean you're right, Alex, and um, I don't I don't know because I put a question from the Giant Take um, Twitter account. And you could definitely go follow that at the Giant Take Pod about the running back position because it's just a little little weak in my opinion compared to other positions on this you know on this roster. And obviously, you can't really address everything, especially if you're a rebuilding team like the Giants. It, it, you know, not everything's going to be filled this year, and I understand that, but I don't know. Do they need to add one more piece? Brita is your backup. Saquon as your starter. He's injury prone. I don't know. Something to think of. But for right now, we can go on to the wide receivers. And for this, I guess it can go anywhere from like seven to nine guys, six to nine guys. We have seven. Um, and those are your main three. Let's start out with your main or main four at that point. Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, Wandell Robinson. I feel like those are guarantees. If one of those guys isn't on the team, it's probably because they got traded. You know, they got... I, I think differently from you. I think it's five guys, but we can get to that in a second. But yeah, I know you 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 have a different feeling about a certain Me individual. Me and every other Giants fan besides you, basically. And that is mm-hmm. with the man Darius Slayton. And we have him on here at, on the roster along with two other guys. We can get to that later. But Slayton, the thing is, he's not... A, you think it's a guarantee? I... I do not believe it's a guarantee. There's other guys. There's so many wide receivers in, in free agency that we could trade for, as well as on the roster 90-man right now. There are David Sills. There's CJ Board. Um, there, there's Richie James. There's a couple other guys as well that has have been up and down from the practice squad uh, repeatedly. You're spoiling the other ones we have. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, fine. Richie <laughs> James from the San Francisco 49ers who came is also a special teams guy, return specialist on punt returns, and also CJ Board. That's who the other yeah. guys are on our Yeah, those are, an, those are two other guys who are uh, special teamers, too, in some sense. I, I don't see how you'd possibly have David Sills. I know there's David Sills Army or whatever Sills Army, but there's no way you could have David Sills over Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton, I think people have a little bit of recency bias here. His first two years were phenomenal in terms of his expectations. Not phenomenal. Compared... Compared to his expectations, he was a fifth-round pick. He was a fifth-round pick. This first year, he did great and, with Daniel Jones, but then... And was- arguably, in his, in his first and second years, he was our best receiver. He was our best receiver in those two years. So, I, I maybe bar Golden Tate in that first uh, year. I found the other guys. Uh, it's um, Colin Johnson, who was on the team, actually played a significant amount last year with all our wide receivers injuries. Oh, my God. Like our Johnson. first string, probably, at one point during the season. And also <laughs> Alex Bachman, as well. 
Um, yeah, so I, I don't understand the Darius Slayton disrespect. I get it. He had that terrible drop against Washington. We all have moments that we're human beings. Was okay. He had, was yeah, it was Eagles Washington. Game. It was Washington. Yeah. Evan Ingram was Eagles. We, we got plenty of people who drop balls. Don't worry. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I really don't. I get it. He made maybe three or four really bad drops this season, but you always have, right? You know, you always improve. Devontae Adams, you consider him the best receiver in, in, the, in the NFL, right? Maybe top three at, at the worst. He had drop issues in the first few years of his career. He struggled with drops tremendously. So I think you got to give these guys time. And Darius Slayton, he's shown that he can be a productive NFL receiver. I don't understand the hate. He had a bad season. The whole team had a bad season. So can you really blame one guy for having a bad season when everyone had a bad season? It's kind of like, you know, if your whole company is down bad and you're, you're losing a whole bunch of money and one guy is really bad at his job, you're not like, oh, the whole reason is because this one guy. It's the whole company. So there's my analogy right there. Uh, Derry Slayton, he may have slacked off last year, but this year he's going to get back to work nine to five. All right. Um, I mean, with that, we can go to our tight ends and normally it's three or four or even two at some points, but three or four with the Giants because I think four is a normal number. Usually four. Really? Three or four. Yeah, I think four. Okay. Yeah. I think it could be two, honestly. I think teams. How are you going to have two tight ends? What if one gets injured? There's teams that run three tight end sets. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. The Giants are very known to run three tight end sets or were known with their former coaching staff and (laughs) Joe Judge. Judge. (laughs) Loved his tight ends. Um, So right now, I believe in the 90-man roster, there are four uh, tight ends. We have three making the roster, all of them being there. Ricky Seals-Jones signed in free agency as well as Jordan Atkins or Atkins. Uh, I believe Atkins is from the Texans. Jones, ooh. I don't want to say the Jaguars. Washington. 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 Okay. Filled in last season for Logan. Thomas. Thomas. Thomas? Is that his name, the tight end? Yeah. yeah, he's so he's the starter there. He was out for a while, actually, with an injury. I forget. I want to say it was like hamstring. Uh, and he filled in for him for, I believe, six weeks, I want to say. I had him on my fantasy team. This is the only reason I know that information. But, yeah, Ricky Seals-Jones was, you know, he filled in for him last year as a starter. So I think he could be six games, yeah. a makeshift starter if, you know, Daniel Bellinger can't get off to a quick start. And I think that's probably likely considering he's a rookie. But anyway. And that's our third You back. have a – oh, yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. fine. It's whatever. It, that's our three. Ricky Seals-Jones, Daniel Bellinger, J- Jordan Atkins. All right. And now let's get to our offensive line. So this Big is the one. exciting part. Yeah. We've got nine offensive linemen. So we've got three natural tackles. I'm going to go through them first. We got Andrew Thomas, Evan Neal, Matt Gano, or Matt Gano, however you want to say it. So those are our three natural tackles. And then the rest of the guys we have are natural interior guys, but I'm going to stop when I think you know some of them have tackle flexibility. So we got Mark Lewinsky, the big signing in free agency, really not that big, but big considering our uh, cap limitations. John Feliciano, another signing. Uh, Josh Azudu, who we saw in uh, OTAs, actually played left tackle when Andrew Thomas was out for a couple days. Uh, Shane Lemieux, don't think he has tackle flexibility. Max Garcia, uh, the pickup from the Cardinals that we picked up in free agency. And Jameel Douglas from the Bills. So I think Azudu kind of has that tackle flexibility. You hopefully have Corey Cunningham 
and uh, whatever, you know, some other guys at tackle on the practice squad. And uh, you also have Matt Parrott and Nick Gates on the PUP list coming into the season. So I think you got quite a bit of depth there at the offensive line, and hopefully they can figure it out. I would expect them to start slow, but I think eventually towards the end of the season, we'll see at least an average unit. Yeah, so like Alex was, was saying, you know, we actually think our stuff through. Where are these other guys going? He already mentioned Matt Perry and Nick Gates going to the pup list probably. What about Marcus McKeith in the, I believe, fifth-round pick by the New York Giants this past year? He would most likely go on the practice squad. The Giants would most likely cut Corey Cunningham um, from last year. They also signed I don't even want to. Maybe maybe put him on the practice squad, right, with Corey Cunningham? Corey Cunningham probably could, yeah. Um, yeah. probably cut Ben Bredesen at that point. I know the trade unlucky. It didn't go our way, but oh my God, fourth in his, uh, God, that trade haunts me. Cut our <laughs> losses. Um, and then Roy and, and Batika and Betika, um, you know, part of the NFL international program. I'm sorry. I probably am not pronouncing his name right. Um, but we know he was brought in from OC Humanera. Another guy that if we really, if he's really good, I know he just started playing football only a couple of years ago. Um, if he is really good, I'm sure we can keep him on the practice squad. I don't think any team. Yeah, practice really squad him, him, get him another year of football under his belt, and hopefully he's ready for us in 2024 or 2023. <laughs> going, yeah, he's really, really going too fast. Now, Zooming actually. through, yeah, Zooming trying to through. get to college as quick as possible, I guess, huh? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know what's going on. All <laughs> so right. that's what we would do with the leftover guys at offensive line, and now go to D line. All right, All right defensive. I'm doing defense. I'm, I'm rolling here. So defensive line, uh, we've got Dexter Lawrence. Uh, he'll kind of be one of our defensive ends slash nose. I know there's been talk about moving him to the nose. Tab. I don't I don't really care too much, to be honest. I know some people are more opinionated on it than I am. I think this defense, we're not going to be set in stone, so I don't think it really matters who's the nose tackle per se. Uh, Leonard Williams, Jihad Ward, Jabari Ellis, and DJ Davidson the fifth round pick, I believe, from this past 2022 NFL draft. And those will be our defensive linemen. Uh, and I think we got a nice group, a mix of athleticism, a mix of size, a, miss, a mix of pass rush, run defense. Uh, I think altogether we have some uh, we have some versatility here on our defensive line. Not as strong as last year, but still some versatility. And with that being said, the guys who didn't make it, I think it's just a couple like David Moa and Nico Lalos. Those guys could definitely go on the practice squad. I know Moa's a little bit older. I think he's 25. So, I don't know. Maybe like Raymond Johnson could have been on here, but he was cut. So, there's another guy who uh, okay. is no longer here. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say here. It's 53-man roster. You got to go from 90 to 53. It's super hard. Um, linebackers now. And for that, we have nine and all. But to, to make it easier for me, really, is what Alex is going to say later. Just, so I just well, for just for Josh, yes. Might as well just say it now. We did we I we step we did it together. But for me, separate it to to edge and linebackers. Uh, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, how rosters are set up uh, and they're announced fifty three men rosters, especially it's just a linebacker section with all the guys. So we're going to start out with the edges though, and go from there. Um, starting out with our. First pick in the NFL draft in the 2022 NFL draft, Kayvon Thibodeau followed up by our second round pick from last year, Aziz Ojolari, Quincy Roche, Ellerson Smith, and Tomon Fox. It's another one to keep your eyes out for um, in this training camp coming up. That's who we have making the roster at the edge position. Yeah, I mean, Fox, he had nine sacks last year for North Carolina, picked him up undrafted. 
I think there's a shot he makes this roster, and here we have him. Edge rusher, a position after the first two guys, maybe the first three guys after Quincy Roche, kind of weak uh, in a sense. I think we got decent depth here. Hopefully, Ellerson Smith progresses, but I really like this edge rushing group. I think Thibodeau, as a number one guy, hopefully he develops quickly uh, and can be that guy on the on the edge. Aziz Ojolari, I think, is going to be a great two and Quincy Roche is a great rotational guy as well, and Ellerson Smith and Tomon Fox. If there's injuries, I think we'll be able to fill in quite well. So I'm. This is probably the room that I was most surprised about when I kind of you know you we know who's on the roster right, but like when you actually get to visualize it or when we write it down, it was it was uh, exciting, I guess. So this one on honestly, I feel like the most notable names of who's getting cut. So at this point, you would think Cam Brown, I. Th- I want to say sixth round pick in 2021 uh, and TJ Brunson. I want maybe seventh round pick. Was he Mr. No, that was sick round of Mr. Relevant, right? Uh, TJ Brunson, sixth or seventh round pick, but they would both not be seventh. Here. Yeah. They would both yeah, be getting would, cut or, or go to the practice squad. Carter Coughlin's a big one. He wouldn't be here. He would be getting cut and Justin Hilliard. I think they would all be getting cut and not make yeah. this, uh, not make. And this then we also team. have the linebackers, the interior yep. guys too. So you want to get those? Sure. Linebackers, the I would say, are they all the top two, like the most predictable? Blake Martinez, Tate Crowder, obvious. Uh, Blake Martinez coming off an injury. Last year, Tate Crowder stepped in for him, played pretty well uh, for the big role he was given and how late he was drafted. We just talked about it. Um, good, Great job by him. So those are the top two. Then Micah McFadden, the new draft pick this past year, same thing with Darian Beavers as well. So <laughs> that worked out, I guess. Yeah, I'm really excited for McFadden and Beavers. I'm excited to see what they can do. I think McFadden especially is going to fit nicely uh, in Wink's scheme. And I'm excited to see what those guys do. But only four inside linebackers this year. I know we had a whole bunch, uh, or at least linebackers in general last year. I believe we had like 10 or 11 or something like that uh, in the past. I know in the past couple of years. But uh, yeah, we're, sh- we're, sh- we're uh, shrinking down a bit at that position and probably for good reason, because we have beefed up at the defensive back position, specifically the cornerback position. I know they come together here. We have 10 defensive backs in total, but we split it up into corners and safeties. Um, so I'll get to the cornerbacks first. So we actually took six cornerbacks this year uh, for the Giants. So we got a Dory Jackson, Aaron Robinson, Cordell Flott, Darnay Holmes, Radarius Williams and Jaron Williams. Jaron Williams has been said to have been kind of working at safety and corner. So I think he was a really nice piece to kind of throw in here because we only have four safeties uh, to kind of have flexibility in case of injury and as a backup. But uh, obviously the main thing you see here is Aaron Robinson, Cordell Flott, Darnay Holmes are all thought to be slot guys, right? So three out of your six corners are slot guys. Usually when you're playing in the slot, you have two outside guys and one slot guy. So really it should be three guys on the outside or four guys on the outside, maybe two slot corners. But in this case, that is not so. Uh, so a little bit interesting there, but it could mean, uh, could mean that Flock goes on the outside if he can bulk up a bit. Aaron Robinson on the outside. Darnay Holmes, I think, has to stay in the slot. So uh, you do have flexibility there, but those are our corners for the 53-man roster. I think this is the position where we don't have a lot of strength, so we need a lot of depth. And now behind the guaranteed two at safety, behind Xavier McKinney and Julian Love, we have Dane Belton and Yusuf Corker. 
already it's been so early, but ever since I think rookie minicamp, Yusuf Corker has been coming up on lists and in tweets and in videos and in podcasts and in whatever you want to call it uh, when it comes to Giants news um, and Giants rumors and Giants signings, whatever. I think- two, uh, two undrafted free agents here for us. So that's something to sure. keep in mind. And it could have been three if we added Corbin in at running back, but I think they're going to go with Brightwell instead. Yeah, it could very well be the case, but I think Corker, it's just like his name comes up too often to be ignored, um, and that is why he is our final safety there. So four safeties, six cornerbacks, ten in all. Said it about three times. You hear it a fourth now. Special teams, the normal three, not going anything crazy here. Um, no Joe Judge left with us. Graham Gano at kicker. A little bit different with the punter situation. It's not Riley Dixon anymore. It's going to be Jamie Gillen. Um, which we haven't heard the best about either. It's not the, not the, I mean, not saying like, oh, punter signings, whoa, but, <laughs> you know, he, he wasn't, I don't know. He's all right. Can't be much worse than last year. <laughs> True. Um, and then Casey Kreider, normal long snapper, works well with Gano. Why change it? Uh, so that is our three special teamers, and that's going to conclude our 53 man roster. 53 man uh, roster post OTAs. So, yay. Exciting. Fun. Exciting. Yeah. We're going to keep this uh, together and we're going to make sure to save it, hold on to it, and we'll see when we do another one. I don't know if we do it pre, post training camp, whenever I guess we feel the need that we need to do it or want to do it, it'll be there for us. So exciting stuff there. Um, And for that, I don't want to make you go much longer. We're already reaching the 40 minute point on the podcast. So that being said, some stuff you could do to help us out subscribe on our podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Um, you can also subscribe on YouTube, the Giant Take YouTube channel. There, follow us on Twitter and uh, Twitter and TikTok, the Giant Take Pod. Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast. Alex on Twitter at Inorin23. I'm on Twitter at Joshola29. And you could go uh, listen to our podcast or find out where to listen at ChipStudios.com/slash Giant Take. That's ChipStudios.com/slash The Giant Take. And everything I just said, if I said it too fast or you weren't really listening. That's okay. You can go into the podcast, the, descript- the podcast notes, or the description um, in this episode, and you could check all of that stuff out there. Um, the link might even be there twenty times. So get yeah, ready. sometimes <laughs> Alex even forgets to take the links out a couple times. So that Chippa Studios link, you shouldn't have a hard time finding. It should be there. You for won't. You. you can't miss it. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. With that, um, Alex, you want to close us out? Yes, I would love to close this one out. Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to today's episode. It's been a blast. Exciting to do the 53-man roster. And it feels like the season is inching closer, so I'm excited. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? 
Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.